0: Lock Talk Radio,
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show today. We have uh revisiting with us Dr. Rolando Fulgencio. And as we go through today's broadcast, the topic of this show is the unadulterated truth concerning sugar. And I've invited uh, Dr. Rolando back uh, to be quite honest with you. I was at one of his um, community talks, a meeting that he holds periodically for his practice, and was just very much appreciative for the uh, sugar presentation that he did. And uh, Dr. Fulgencio, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, Julia.
1: Excellent. I'm glad to have you today. And I would like for us to begin at probably the bottom, as one might say. And I'd like Mm -hmm. you to give our audience your uh, your response to uh, where is it, that you would like them to be, by the end of the show, whether they remember anything else or not, Mm -hmm. what is the message that you would like for them to take away today?
0: Okay. So a few things. I would like them to understand that uh, sugar is very much being added to a lot of the products that Americans are generally taking on a daily basis. And understand (laughs) that um, actually simple carbohydrates – um, is basically sugar. You know, it they can be broken down re- quite quickly by your body, and that's basically the same thing as taking in sugar, even if it's not sweet. So, carbohydrates, carbohydrates being like breads, and even crackers and things of that nature, which are, people don't consider as sugar, but because it's so easily broken down, it's pretty much sugar. Same with potatoes. Potatoes are the same way. You know, starches, things like that. And that, if they to understand that actually these uh sugars are actually very highly contributory to the various illnesses diabetes everyone knows that but not just that but even like cancer and uh conditions of obesity that we're having in our our country right now especially with all the kids and them trying to uh you know push for uh uh maintaining uh, exercise within our kids um, you can exercise a lot, but if you're still taking in these carbohydrates, especially when it comes to um uh, breakfast foods and even lunches uh it it uh, in general weight does not go down because it's actually being converted to fat.
1: Thank you for that and so, um, uh, mm-hmm. you said that there were several things was that the gist of it or, or were you going to go on? I don't no. want, would want to interrupt you right. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the gist of it. I mean, there's a lot of details in there, you know, yes. to explain how that happens and whatnot. But that's the gist of it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you said starches. Would that include? I know from some of my studies, I've been. <clears throat> my understanding is is that the sweet potato and the yams would not be, um, although the, they're starches, that they would be considered mm-hmm. good starches. What's your uh, opinion and re- reaction yeah. to that?
0: So, so my understanding with uh, sweet potatoes is, yes, it's a starch. However, because it has other things in it, like higher fiber content and whatnot, it has a lower glycemic index. So, that's uh. the same thing with, yeah, for example, um, if you ate an orange compared to drinking orange juice, orange yes. juice would cause your blood sugar to spike up really quickly. It's a higher glycemic index. But orange itself, because you're eating the whole fruit, the fiber content is within that fruit, it, it's actually pretty moderate, the glycemic index. And mm-hmm. a glycemic index, just so you know, it's it's uh, um, how fast your your sugar will rise based on what you're eating. So the lower okay. the glycemic index, the better. Okay, mm-hmm. okay.
1: So that would behoove us to really study up on the glycemic index if we are not mm-hmm. familiar with, with, with that and um, right. making sure that our foods, are within um would it be within a certain glycemic value for our weight or would it would it would that not be an issue <clears throat>
0: excuse
1: me how how would one evaluate it i guess if i came to your office for an appointment and you talked to me about the glycemic in, um index would it <clears throat> excuse me correlate to my weight or or would it would it not <clears throat> does that make sense Whoops, I seem to have lost my my guest. Um hold on for a moment, please. Okay, hopefully uh Dr. Fulgencio will be able to call back in. I'm not sure what happened. Ah, here he's back. Hello, you're back.
0: Hello. Yes. Sorry about that, okay. Genovia.
1: Not a problem. My question mm-hmm. is, um, would the would the uh glycemic index be correlated to one's weight at all or is that not a factor? Is weight not a factor?
0: Uh no, it's not a factor. Basically okay. uh glycemic <laughs> index is it's it's not an individual thing. It's just uh pretty much how much uh how much it rises in in people in general. Yeah, so it's okay. not um it doesn't vary from person to person. Yeah, they all have a set index.
1: Okay. Now mm-hmm. let's move into um the the correlation between sugar and disease. uh you mentioned mm-hmm. cancer, and that's a big one. I mean, mm-hmm. we all know that it's it's uh diseases and illnesses are greater than cancer, and there are others out here mm-hmm. um but right. um I'd like for you to speak to the correlation between sugar and cancer, and if you'd like to go ahead mm-hmm. and feed that out into other um areas of disease as well how the relationship
0: yeah. um you know what is the relationship okay so uh basically mm-hmm. uh when it, when it comes to cancer uh cancer has been known to actually have um a lot of insulin receptors so if if you think about just your everyday meal and you consume something it goes into your it passes through your liver it goes into your blood as as sugar glucose Um, And basically, that glucose will trigger um, insulin to be secreted if there's too much glucose in the blood. And that insulin, every cell has uh, insulin receptors, and that insulin will attach to these receptors and causes the glucose to enter the cell. Now, that's just normal here and there. Every cell has it. The thing with cancer cells is we find that they actually have uh, 10 to 15 times more insulin receptors than the average cell. So that means... If you're taking in sugar, um, those cancer cells will absorb more of the sugar in the blood. That's why if you ever see someone that has cancer and they're getting weaker, weaker and weaker as d- days go by, um, mm-hmm. re- even regardless of whether they're taking chemotherapy or not, what's happening is the tumors are getting, the cancer cells are getting so much in their body that they're absorbing all the glucose that they're trying to, uh, uh, trying to use for energy. And they're basically starving out the other cells, so um yeah, so if you think about that basically whenever you're taking high carbohydrate, simple carbohydrate meals um high sugar content uh, within your uh just daily intake um basically you're you're trying you're feeding those cancer cells that are in your body, and generally, as we know um uh every one of us has a little bit of cancer cells in our body every once in a while. But what happens is because we don't develop the illness of cancer, our immune system system is able to detect it and then destroy it. And another thing that's worth mentioning is whenever you have a high uh, glucose within your body, it actually—and I don't know the mechanism for this—but it actually low inhibits the um, the function of the immune system. Well, now you got a twofold. Now you, you're if you have high sugar content, you're feeding the cancer cells that are in your body. In addition to that you're you're in suppressing the very cells that are there to destroy them, so it's like twofold you don't you don't and you don't want that you know and uh oh, and just to clarify that how fast that these uh cells uh, absorb sugar, if you were ever to have cancer or be diagnosed with cancer um and you went off to get a PET scan um doctors know this very well that they will actually use uh um uh radioactive glucose. Glucose, so radioactive glucose, they'll inject it into the person, and that's actually how they use it, um, how they find uh, the tumor cells, because actually it attaches to the tumor cells, it's absorbed more by the by the cancer, and it's easier seen in the imaging.
1: Wow, so that's an interesting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, had not, I, de- I definitely didn't know that. That's one of the ways that it was detected. Wow. But you make an excellent point. Uh, If nothing else motivates us to begin to rethink our sugar intake, whether it's to Mm -hmm. go cold turkey um, or Mm -hmm. to be – and speaking of going cold turkey, sugar truly is an addiction, is it not?
0: It is. Actually, there's been studies that have been done to show that it's actually more addictive than cocaine. Which is strange. I think it's. I still think it sounds so absurd to hear that, but in reality, yeah. it, it, it is. It actually. Uh, it re- actually is far more addictive than cocaine. And it, and you can see it in when you when you talk to people and you discuss with them the possible diet changes they want to make. Whenever you, I can say to them. Uh, decrease your meat intake, some of them will, and we will be like, no, no, I don't really want to, but okay, fine, I'll decrease some of it. But whenever you start talking about you want to decrease your cereal, your breads, they're like, oh, wait, 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 what? What do you mean? Uh-huh. And the most tempting yeah. things are the sweets, you know? Yeah. How many times yeah. are people being, uh, like, you know, tempted in the middle of the night, uh, and so they go in the kitchen, and they get something a sweet. You know, wow. and and it's just the yeah. carbohydrates, and you don't know it, but it's actually a form of addiction. You know, yes, it's and I so. and I,
1: I chuckled about mm-hmm. it, and it's not a, a chuckling matter. That is not a chuckling matter. <laughs> if I take my chuckle back. That is not a right. chuckling matter. No. We
0: well, we have maybe really you're just chuckling because to... you can relate too. You know.
1: <laughs> yes, well, thank you, thank you for giving me that out. But um, we have really <laughs> got to get to the point where we really. Consider: are we going to go cold turkey and cut it all out? And mm-hmm. and then I'm going to come back to that point, because is it really possible to cut it all out? But when uh-huh. you move on, right, right. are we going to uh-huh. cut it all out? Uh, or are we going to start taking um, mindful steps to uh, limit it, you know, rather than putting two teaspoons in my coffee or tea or whatever it is, maybe I should start now to think about putting – one or maybe beginning with one and a half, and then you know mm-hmm. getting to the point where there's one, and then a mm-hmm. half, and then a quarter, and then by right. that time probably we won't need it at all. That's uh, right. Because, because <laughs> we can put fruit in as a substitute. Let's just say I have, I have oatmeal every day, <clears throat> and uh-huh. I love my honey. Oh I, I'm thinking I'm doing a great job because I use honey, or I use uh, raw sugar, or mm-hmm. I use. A gob, right. But they're all right. they're all sugars, right, Doctor?
0: That's right. That's okay, right. A so sugar, now, is a sugar. Yeah, sugar is
1: sugar. Yes, sugars are sugar. So now I'm gonna back it off and beginning today today's oatmeal meal I'm going to um use blueberries instead. What would that mm-hmm. do for me? What would that do for me?
0: And that would do great things for you. Because the blueberries won't cause your blood uh your blood sugar to rise so much. Because it has all that fiber and it has all those other nutrients in it, antioxidants in it, that will actually also prevent it the high uh, glycemic index.
1: And that's so what I, I wanted would to definitely get at the fact that. that that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to get at is the antioxidants. The antioxidants would help not only, like you said, to keep well everything you said. I'm just going to say it in mm-hmm. a different way um, to keep the the blood sugar level, but also to help to build up my immune system, the very thing that right. um, leaves our bodies open and susceptible to
0: disease. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going and
1: back to the hmm, – go ahead.
0: No, I just to wanted something? to say for the, for those out there that are listening now, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm going to stop all my sugar. I just want you to know that right now you're craving it. But as ah. you taper off, that, and that's what I would recommend, tapering off because it is a kind of addiction – Mindfulness is key, like you mentioned, Zenobia, but you taper off, and eventually the cravings will stop. That's the, really how it works. Once a, you start doing plus. something, that's right. So you don't have to worry so I, I know people are probably panicking right now, thinking, oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, you can. A little bit at a time, one day at a time. I
1: love it. One day at a time, one mm-hmm. foot in front of the other and the fact mm-hmm. that you bring to 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 bear if those listeners responded to this and said you know no way am i giving up my sugar or whatever no way am i <laughs> giving up my honey then yes uh-huh. you are craving and you just very well may be addicted and so mm-hmm. in addition to adding um uh fruit to um your your cereal oatmeal or whatever it is that that you enjoy. What might be another uh, uh way to handle that maybe, would you think? Doctor, I'm just going to ask you, would you think mm-hmm. that um milk, I mean, would milk uh, satisfy that that need if they're not already using milk in the well in the dry cereal they are, mm-hmm. but everyone doesn't use it in right. the oatmeal. Um I what would be, Yeah. Yeah, just give me another Another, not just me, but our listeners as well. Another option, or is there another, another option?
0: Another option. Um, there. Let me see. Like a lot of people will use a sweetener and stuff like that. I think if I were to choose something that would kind of help me uh, transition, at least, but not not for long term, I would yes. probably use a stevia, just because it's a more natural, um, you know, product out there, and it but is not a sweetener, over- so. Yeah, say that. But Go not
1: long term is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't sue it long term because, like I said, you know, the hope is that, and the, my understanding is that the craving will disappear. You know, as you as you as negative things th- about stevia as
1: well. I mean, it, it,
0: is it true yeah, I that it's too. bleached?
1: Is it true that it's bleached? I mean, that's what that's been the biggest thing. I was thinking. I, I know,
0: right, right. Yes. That's that's what yes. I've heard too. But I mean, when I hear about <laughs> You know, and when I compare it to other sweeteners like Sweet and Low, Aspartame, like all oh, those yes. other ones, oh, yeah. Yeah. if I had right. to pick, right. I guess that would be it. But again, yes. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say long term because I also have heard some negative things about it. So it's just to help you transition as a crutch for a moment, but I not for a long term. I right. have got to. That's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are there any other things that we can do to, let's say, uh, retrain our, our
0: taste buds? um retrain yeah um if if you know what the, the, what I understand is when you when you eat more like salads uh vegetables in general but uh, pr- in particular like raw like vegetables, mm-hmm. yes. uh, what happens is your blood will become more alkalinic it, Yes. and because of that it starts craving alkalinic foods, so uh, th- that's, that's the thing right. that's why I said that. That's that's why I'm saying is it should it the cravings should stop, because right now if you're used to taking in acidic foods, foods that are making your your pH uh, lowering your pH uh, pretty much, then you're going to be craving those foods that are lowering your pH, that keeping it keeping it in that area. So if you're eating more of those uh, alkalinic foods, eventually it's going to shift and you're going to desire those ones instead
1: and the, and and helping our bodies to become more alkaline also helps to ward mm-hmm. off disease. Um I just mm-hmm. came off not just but uh about a, a couple of weeks I get now um uh, a a cleanse, a 7-day cleanse that um a healthy cleanse because we know that there are these little gamuts and gimmicks out there, but this was a very healthy cleanse and I could see mm-hmm. my although I don't think I could uh, consume an overly abundance of sugar, um, but I still consume sugar, um, I could see my taste buds um, changing, my my desires, my cravings, just like you're saying, changing. Mm-hmm. And um, items that I didn't think were necessarily sweet or very mm-hmm. sweet now start to become very sweet um mm-hmm. and i was really happy for that, to to have that noticeable change and to be able mm-hmm. to be very conscious about whether or not i was going to go backwards and i hope and my hope and prayers that i'll never go backwards you know now. right right um, <laughs> it 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 just feels so good and and then the other thing i notice is that although i always have enjoyed um a good meal i began mm-hmm. to sense the true taste again and, I, you know, to be honest, before I went on the cleanse, one of the things that motivated me to go that way was the fact that I could see that my eating was becoming mindless, you know, taking mm-hmm. something to eat, just to be eating, right. you know, uh, boredom right. eating. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I, I've got to get a grip on this, and that's what I did, mm-hmm. and it really has been – a wonderful, a wonderful experience. I've never done a, a full cleanse for the time. It was only a week. This one was only a week, but I've never stayed mm-hmm. on one, you know, consistently for, mm-hmm. for the week. And let's talk well, good about. Good for you.
0: That's great. <laughs> thank you, doctor. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> and let's talk about a little bit about, at least name some of the foods that would help one to become more alkaline. Let's
0: just talk about some of those foods. Oh, okay. So basically greens, um, anything with a lot of chlorophyll in it. So you're thinking about kale, spinach, romaine lettuce. And I point out romaine lettuce in particular because it has uh, has more chlorophyll in it than just regular, like iceberg lettuce.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you can just look at it and you can see that. Um, yeah, so those foods as well as uh, basically any other vegetable out there. So you've got, you know, tomatoes onions. Basically, what would you put in a salad to make it taste good? That's basically yes, it. Those kind are, you of foods.
1: That to the, are you asking me or are you saying it I, to the um, audience? No, I'm,
0: I'm, say, I'm saying it to the audience. Yes. So, okay. Yes. yes. So that that's basically a healthy diet like that will, yeah. will cause you to be more alkaline.
1: And um, mm-hmm. a, a green that I recently started eating that my daughter actually introduced me to um, is, how do you pronounce it, Arugula? Is it arugula? Uh, Arugula. Yeah,
0: arugula. That's good. I
1: love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, Mm -hmm. I've been putting it on, I don't really eat a lot of um, sandwiches, but I put it on a sandwich, and I even like Mm -hmm. it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been adding uh, coleslaw uh, and broccoli to my, I've had broccoli before in my salads, but I've been being more conscious about adding it to the salad along with carrots and just love avocado right. as long as it's firm <laughs> and i yeah, finally yeah. <laughs> found the way to keep it firm cuz i would buy avocado and you know take it out of the bag sit it on the counter uh the next day it's all mushy and some people like it mushy um but i don't and um i finally found the way and that's to just i never would have thought to put it in the refrigerator
0: in the veggie drawer? Did you know that? Did you there know you that? go. No, I, I honestly, I didn't know. I was actually curious how you maintain to do that. So putting it in the refrigerator. Okay.
1: Yeah, in, the, in the veggie yeah. drawer. I asked um uh-huh. someone in the produce section, and the first person I asked, they didn't know. So then they went and asked somebody, mm-hmm. and they didn't know. Then everybody's becoming mm-hmm. curious, and we that's <laughs> what was the suggestion. And I tried it, and by golly, three days later, my avocado was
0: still firm. Well, <laughs> great! That's awesome. I'm gonna tell. Is. I'm gonna tell some people that way too, because I know a lot of people they don't want it mushy. No, you know, I they
1: hate want it, it firm. You know. <laughs> so. Mhm, mm-hmm. And then you know, in terms of sandwiches, wrapping using mm-hmm. um, lettuce leaves to 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 mm-hmm. be the bread, if you will, and oh, it's just mm-hmm. wonderful. And eating raw, yeah. raw, raw, everything raw. The cauliflower, everything just uh-huh. raw is right. um it's
0: so satiating isn't it? That's great. Yeah, okay. I, I try to challenge my patients sometimes. I say, if you can try to get 50% of your food raw, it, it's the better for you. You're you right. know, I try to challenge them. Then when I see them, they, so did you, were you able to do it? Most of the time they'll say no, maybe they were able to get 30 to 40%. But hey, that's way so better good. than that's what it was so before. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely. Very, very good. Now, mm-hmm. this, the question of the moment, does sugar
0: cause diabetes. The sugar cause diabetes. Yes. I would say yes, but not one meal. It takes about, you know, it's like a, it's not one meal that causes like an illness like that. It's a thousand meals. It's a habit, yes. you know, okay. a habit and a, a chronic uh craving that usually causes that.
1: Okay. So, um am I hearing then that it contributes to it, or am I hearing that it causes it? There's a direct cause and relationship?
0: I, I, I just want to be clear that I understand I would, what you're right, saying. Right, I hear what you're saying. Uh, see, some you know, I think most people in the medical community would say it's a contribution, a contributing factor in addition to uh, high blood pressure and also uh, decreased uh, pancreatic function and uh cellular um insulin uh uh insensitivity, they'd probably okay. say all of those things contribute to becoming diabetic especially in type two in particular okay. um h- however, if you didn't have so much sugar in your system, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't trigger so much insulin being used. See what I mean I got you, and I that you. is right. And then, in addition, if your if your diet wasn't poor, it wouldn't cause high blood pressure. See what I mean? Oh, so I God. I think it, when it all comes down to it, it comes down to just that diet. So I so it's contributory, yes, but at the same time, it could be very much causative, because if Thanks. you if you understand even the history of diabetes, originally, like in, back in Hippocrates' time, people would actually uh, get diabetes, and at the time they thought. That's a disease for the rich, and why is that? Because only the rich can afford like refined foods, and they eat, eat, and become big. And so what happens is uh, they, they realize they have these symptoms of diabetes, like you know now, uh, constant urination, um, being uh, wanting to eat all the time, and but kind of uh, gaining so much weight in addition to it, and then high blood pressure. And how would they diagnose diabetes? The way they did it before, because they didn't they didn't draw blood to so look at the, the blood, no, they weren't able to do that. So what they did was they allowed the patient to urinate. And out of that urine they would they would invite ants, they put ants in the in, in that area, and if wow. the ants would drink the urine, diabetes. Wow. See, so that's why I really do think it is a strong indicator of diabetes.
1: Excellent mm-hmm. point that you've made. Now as we come to the towards the end of the show um, I remembered saying something that I didn't go back to and that was um, going cold turkey to eliminate all sugar and we know we cannot eliminate eliminate all of it and would you please explain that to our audience
0: okay so because if you think about it and somebody was talking to me today um, you can't necessarily eliminate carbohydrates right because there's complex Mm -hmm. and there's simple I, but I'm just encouraging people to just try to eat the complex carbohydrates. So that would be in the greens and the vegetables and the fruits. That's the complex carbohydrates. So it doesn't cause right. your sugar to go so high. And it, and also, uh, you know, every once in a while eating something with carbo- with simple carbs, it's not bad. It's the amount right. of simple carbohydrates you're eating. You know, a few years ago, I believe in the 1940s and 1930s, the average American would take in about 50 pounds a year of sugar. Today, we're getting closer to 200 pounds a, a year for every per, individual American.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. Per, I mean, I believe it, that's, but that's just almost unbelievable per person. It's incredible. 200 pounds per right. person. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, that's, you have explained that well, and so there are two reasons. that you're, That's one reason. The other reason that I was thinking about, and um, I just want your help on it, is labels. Mm-hmm. We have to start reading our labels because we love pasta. We love pasta. Many of us love pasta anyway. So right, when you have right. pasta, okay, there's the carbohydrate, but then you want the pasta sauce, and we have to mm-hmm. look to see how much sugar, if any, is in that pasta sauce. Same with uh, right. baked beans, same with salad dressing, mm-hmm. same even with mm-hmm. yogurt. Um, and so right. um, do you have any foods to add to that That or just to, to – to, to, uh, um, uh, amend what I'm saying about the label reading?
0: Right. I, I would say, yes, you, you need to read the labels. Like, uh, um, you, you know, the, even like uh, like 16 grams a serving. That I've seen that like on the yogurt labels. It was like mm-hmm. 16 grams a serving, that's actually pretty high for just a small thing of yogurt.
1: But yes. so you
0: want to keep it as low as possible. And also understand this, whenever you see something that says reduced fat, Understand when whenever you remove fat from food, it generally doesn't taste good. So what do the companies do? They want still want you to buy it, so they'll add the sugar into it to make it taste better. So it's reduced fat, but then actually that sugar that they added in there will be converted into fat that once you take it. So just keeping that, in mind the, the amount of sugar there are being added, yeah.
1: Very good doctor. I would just want to thank mm-hmm. you so very much for all that you've helped us to unpeel today. And of course, well, thank I will you, be looking forward I appreciate to, it. <laughs> I will be looking forward <laughs> to your next visit, but in the meantime, um mm-hmm. I would like to give um a great plug for the um use I wanted to say the Fulgencia. is it the Fulgencia Natural Health Center? Do I have the
0: That's right. The natural medicine? You're so is, good. Oh, um, Natural
1: Health
0: right. Center. You got it
1: right. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> and um,
0: a lot of people have a hard time with that that name. <laughs>
1: well, I couldn't remember, but I, then I, you know, I, I thought I could remember, but you're telling me I did remember.
0: You, and, you got uh,
1: it. I, excellent. He is currently located in Takulila, in Takulila, Washington. Mm-hmm. And doctor, please give us your phone number in case someone would like to call, as well as your address for an appointment.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm at 3480 South 152nd Street, and that's in Tequila, like you said. And um, my number is 206-302-8135. So, yeah, Excellent. if anybody uh, needs any help with anything, especially with conditions in which uh majority of doctors have told you there's nothing that can be done, I, I would love to talk to you.
1: Oh, that is wonderful. That's a wonderful way to end. And uh, I have to say that I have visited uh, the doctor's offices, and he has really been a great plus in my life. And uh, I just recommend him thoroughly and highly. And on that note... Thank you so much, (laughs) Zenobia. Thank you. And on that (laughs) note, we're going to say goodbye. So until next time... Everyone have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much, doctor.
0: de Novia.